Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Boom. Uh, a biggity. Boom. Brand new Bang and I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Ooh, let me fix that. Brand new banging emergency I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. You hear the bombs. Wait, you hear the explosions. This is not a test. Folks, this is not a test. This is an emergency I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Hope everybody's good. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody is sane. Hope everybody is hanging in the pocket like Tommy Brady. The great Tom Brady, who I'm going to discuss briefly because there's a possibility that the great Tom Brady may finally retire. I never would have thought I would be sad and not want Tom Brady playing football, but I want to squeeze one more year of greatness out of Tom Brady. Please, Giselle, let my man get one more year. Anyway, if you never listened to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, welcome. This is a non-fact-checking entity. This is a place where we do not fact-check anything. Unless, of course, uh, we need to fact-check things. Then we do fact-check things. But rule number one of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast is no fact-checking. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. the Disruptive Warrior, a.k.a. the Jewish James Dean, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi. So, so inflamed. So, so inflamed. Uh, welcome to the... Ziggity Zone of Disruption, the Iggity Iron Dome of Disruption. 
Anyway, this is an emergency podcast. Uh, it's funny because if you listen to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, you will know that why I'm doing this podcast and why you're seeing my name all over the place is totally tied into the last episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast where I talked about mood stabilizers. I talked about that Lexapro. I talked about that Effexor. And I mentioned that over the weekend, <clears throat> my prescription for my mood stabilizers, that Lexapro, that, that 20 MGs of Lexapro, that keeps me right in the pocket. Keeps me like in the pocket like, like Art Blakey of the Jazz Messengers in a just a drum solo. Just keeps me nice. Because as you can imagine, I, I, I tend to flare up emotionally, ups, downs. The, the, the day is, it's an emotional wonderland. It is an emotional wonderland being me. And, and, and this has been a, a thing I've tried to deal with, I've fought with. There's been ramifications of the disruptive behavior my entire life. It's, it's very well documented. But as a mature adult... With the therapy, some court-appointed, some on my own. Oh, yeah, I've, I've gotten court-appointed therapy. Um, the mood stabilizers help me. At one point, it was the Effexor, and now it's the, the Lexapro, the 20 milligrams. Anyway, over the weekend, I believe it was uh, this past Saturday, I had taken my last dose of my mood stabilizer, and I mentioned on the last I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast that I was out, and uh, it was starting to catch up with me. My wife was chiming in. Get us all those meds. Everybody needs that medication. Everybody here needs Michael to have his meds. Trust me on that one. Boy, oh boy. So as you hear on that clip from uh, the podcast the other day, my wife was like, we need to get you to the right aid. We need to get your mood stabilizers, but because it's always, it's a whole thing, getting prescription drugs. And I know I am totally, totally elite when it comes to the kind of healthcare I get. I am super, super lucky. I have fantastic healthcare. Screen Actors Guild has great healthcare for its members. Uh, full disclosure, I would say it's probably not as great as it used to be, but it's still way, way, way better than most people get. Nonetheless, even with the privileged healthcare, medication, prescriptions that I get, there's always some red tape. So if you run out of a prescription, the doctor needs to be called. And because it's 2022, it's January, there's new rules, regulations. Dot, 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 dot. We're going on day two of me not getting my prescription. Finally, yesterday, I get cleared. My doctor in LA, who's very helpful to me. I know why they're helpful to me. It's not because of my pleasant disposition, my pleasant personality. It's because I'm Michael Rappaport. People know me. Okay? That's called uh, uh, Michael Rappaport privilege. Not, not necessarily white privilege. Not necessarily... Black privilege, to quote Charlemagne the God, it's celebrity privilege. I get it. 
And any celebrity that says they do not use their celebrity privilege is a liar. Whether it's to get a good seat in a restaurant or to get your doctor to squeeze you to the front line when you need that mood stabilizer prescription renewed. You don't have to wait. But I did have to wait because of some new rules and regulate. I don't even know what they were. Okay. Tuesday, 11.56, and I noted that it was 11.56 a.m. New York City, money-making Manhattan. I'm Mr. New York, Mr. 212. I'm on the Upper East Side. It's all over the place. I'll just say uh, where it was, 80th and 2nd Avenue. And I noted it was 11.56 because I had a Zoom phone call that I needed to do at 12 p.m., I am a stickler for being on time. I hate lateness. I think lateness is disrespectful. I think it's rude. It's totally self-centered. I've never been a late person. With all my disruptive ways, I've always been respectful of time, uh, and I'm respectful of other people's time. So at 11.56, I texted the person that I was going to have my Zoom meeting with, and I said, I'm going to be about five minutes late because I thought I would go into my Rite Aid, get my mood stabilizers, boom, be on my way. Turns out I was 15 minutes late, which I apologized profusely for, nonetheless. I walk into my Rite Aid, okay? I talked about Rite Aid endlessly uh, in the last few months. It's like zombie land in there. It's like the dawn of the fucking dead. Rite Aid, Dwayne Reed, CVS. And I don't care where you are. You know, I travel. I'm on tour. I'll be in uh, Tacoma next week. Okay? The week after that, February 5th and 6th. Okay? Uh, February 10th, 11th, and 12th, I'll be in Palm Beach. 17th, 18th, 19th, I'll be in Boston. 24th, 25th, 26th, I'll be in Buffalo, so forth, so on. Ah, all tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. Uh, let's stay focused here, because I, I don't have much time. This is an emergency podcast. You hear the, you hear the shit blowing up in the background? Right there. I'm like man on fire. I'm denzelling it right now. This is an emergency podcast. It's 22 degrees here in New York City. I walk into my Rite Aid, okay, it's dimly lit. They're all dimly lit. No one wants to go in there to shop. The workers don't want to work in there. They're miserable. The people that are going in there to buy things are miserable because they know the people that they're dealing with are miserable. Plus, they just have their own misery. It's just a, it's just a, a bath of misery. It's like a misery stew. Right? A jambalaya of misery. When you go into one of these CVS, Dwayne Reeds, or Rite Aids, anywhere in the anywhere in the country, I don't know if they have them in the world. I think I know they got them in Canada. I think yeah, they got them in Canada. Miserable up there. I remember being in uh, Montreal, one of these drugstores. Miserable. Do they not pay the people? What is it? And it's gotten more miserable because when you go into a CVS, Dwayne Reed, and or Rite Aid now, it used to be where the batteries. And the razors were locked up. Now, when you go in there, you need assistance. You need like a personal assistant to unlock the deodorant, to unlock 
the, the Burt's Bees lip stuff. I don't know, foot powder, every toothpaste, everything is locked up in there. You need like literally your own Rite Aid genius walking with you to shop with you because it's all locked up because of the shoplifting, which brings me to this emergency podcast. I see the security guard when I walk in. I see the guy all the time. He says, what's up, rap? Calls me rap. I, I feel like I know people. If you see me in the streets and you say, what's up, rap? I'm always like, do we like, are we going to like, Third period math class. It's so familiar. I love it. But people in New York City, they'll literally be like, what up, rap? Like we're in high school together. I don't know this guy, but he calls me rap. So what's up? I walk up the aisle. I'm moving fastly because I know I have my, my 12 o'clock Zoom. Like I said, it's 11.56. And I'm not a, a person with a great memory. But because this whole thing turned into a, an international event, because it's me, the disruptive warrior, me, Michael Rappaport, me, the gringo, Mandingo. My little trip to Rite Aid turns into national news. So I'm speed walking. I got my mask on. Pull my mask up as I walk in. He says, what's up, rap? What's up? I walk up the aisle. As I'm walking up the aisle at a, at a nice pace, there's nobody in there. I see a guy on the, the back shelves. He has his arm literally in the rack. You know how some of the, like, you know, they'll have things stacked up. He happened to be in the condom department. He had his arm in there and he's pulling things out, but so calmly, so deliberately, so chilly. He's got his back to me and he's got what I realized were two shopping bags. One was a Target bag, like those felt shopping bags that you get. Maybe you pay 25 cents for, you pay 50 cents for. This guy didn't pay for anything. This was a fucking thief. And he's I see him gesture stick his, like, up to his elbow and taking out the condoms. I see him take it, another, like, full arm's worth and stuff them in. And I, I walk literally right up to him because I'm going to the pharmacy to get my mood stabilizers, that good effects her, Lexapro. And I'm like, it just caught my attention because I'm like, yo, is this dude work here or is he... Like, am I, like, in an Instagram video? Am I, like, on TikTok? So I, I go to look at the line, because, you know, sometimes there's a line to pick up your prescription, and I see there's one person, and uh, the person says, hi, and I say hi, and then I, I just, I got to look back. So I look back, and as I look back, the guy who's stealing the condoms, we make direct eye contact. There's no fear in him, and there's no, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, a lot of times when people are doing something bad, like, let's say your kids are, you know, going down to the refrigerator to take an extra ice cream when you told them no more food, and you catch them in there. Or the old, you know, got your hand in the cookie jar. You know, they'd be like, oops, homeboy had nothing. Now, he had a mask on, he had a hat on. I could see his beady fucking eyes. But he's not looking at me like, yo, what the fuck are you looking at? Mind your business. And he's not looking at me like he's doing anything wrong. Because that's usually the two things with a criminal. Criminal will be like, yo, mind your fucking business. Don't look at me in the face. Or the fuck are you looking at? So there's no fear in him. So I have no fear. And I'm not tough. I don't consider myself a tough guy. I sound tough because it's a New York accent. It's an attitude. I'm not tough. I don't think I'm tough. I have ulcerative colitis. I have psoriasis, okay? 
I got all sorts of uh, bronchial issues. I don't think I'm tough. I never thought I am tough. Big misconception about me, the gringo man dingo. It's just the way I talk. Most New Yorkers sound exactly like I do. And people are like, yo, you think you're tough? I say Dick Stain Donald Trump. They're like, oh, you, you want to fight? No, I'm just calling him Dick Stain Donald Trump. That's, that's what he is. Okay? The fuck? Anyway. So as I look back, he's taking more stuff. At this point, I can't tell if it's condoms, lube. I don't know. But he's in that section, that, that man section where they got the condom, they got the lubes, they got all the goods. Homeboy's... Filling his bag. So I go, well, no, I got, I got to see what the fuck is going on. Because I, I literally thought like I was like in a, like a social media video. You see these videos all the time. You know, on, on social media, there's like the sports section. You look at the LeBron highlights. You look at the Tom Brady highlights. Then there's like the fitness section. You get your fitness where you get like these fucking cock diesel dudes doing these insane workouts. You got your girls jumping rope. Then you got your sex section where you got your twerkers. You got your girls showing their asses and their titties endlessly on TikTok. I mean, TikTok is like soft porn. TikTok is overstimulating, and I'm 51 with a vasectomy. I can't imagine if you're a teenager, you turn on TikTok, some of these girls, the shit there, the way they look. They make Jennifer Lopez in her prime look average. The tits, the ass, the mouth, the dancing. The giggling, the weird shit. And then you have like your crime videos. World Star, Baller Alert, TikTok. And I'm literally thinking to myself, I'm like in one of these videos. Like I'm watching Homeboy just have a free-for-all. Like he's shopping. Like it's Christmas, Christmas Day. It's Black Friday. He's just in there, but he's the only person in there. There's, there's no lines to, to deal with, no... No mob of people. Homeboy's just in there packing his shit. So I go back to the front where I entered, and I'm, I see the security guy. I go, yo. And he nods to me. He's looking at him through, like, the reflection. He sees him. I go, yo, what the fuck? He goes, yo, Mike. This time he called me Mike. Happens every day. Now I look back down. Homeboy's in the shampoo section. Racks of shampoo in his bag. Now he's his first bag is filled up. He's filling up the second bag, which is a red target bag I'm, I'm watching i'm like yo and i swear to god i said this to him i swear to god i said this to him and again i am emphasizing this i am not a tough guy i don't think i'm tough i don't want any smoke i don't want physical altercations i want to live my i don't none of that want to want to make that clear i say yo we should tackle this dude because you can't do anything let him go because yesterday White dude came in here, took two cases of beer, gave me the peace sign, and walked out. He said, happens every day. This whole thing is happening in a matter of three minutes. The dude goes to another section. I think it was like the deodorant or the lotion section. And he's picking and choosing what he wants. He's not just blindly taking things off the shelf. My man was shopping, but he was taking two, four this lotion, that lotion. And then he went back, I swear, my hand on a fucking Bible. He went back to the shampoo section. And I can't tell this time. Maybe he's like, oh, well, I got all this shampoo. What do you need with shampoo? A great conditioner. 
I don't know if he needed conditioner or uh, what the, what whatever. I'm not watching the specifics of what he's taking. My mouth is open because I'm like, yo, he sees me looking at him. I my, I don't have a a surgical mask on. I have a gator, you know, like the face gaiters. That's the mask that I'm wearing. It's above my nose, and I got my beanie on. All you can see is my beady little eyes. I look like a security guard. He doesn't know it's me, Michael Rappaport. He doesn't. I could be a fucking Navy SEAL. He's looking at me like, you see what I'm doing? I see that you see what I'm doing, and there's nothing you could do about it. The security guard looked like a fucking, like an ex-linebacker. I was down to tackle him just because I'm like, yo, I'm in my right aid. I can't believe this is happening. Like, yo, I'm living in that metaverse. I'm in TikTok. I'm in Worldstar, bitch. Worldstar, bitch. So at that point, I go, I got to film this. So I take my phone out and I start filming him. I start filming him on what I think is taking the his second trip to the shampoo slash hair conditioner section. My camera isn't filming. I noticed that. So then I, I press start again. I catch him as he's walking out casually, not running. I videotape him as he's walking out with his two shopping bags filled to the brim, filled to the nine. He looks me dead in the face in the video. The video is super duper viral. I've gotten hit up from Fox News, the New York Post, New York this one, New York that one, fucking Hannity. My man Billy Bush who I would love to talk to. My man, Billy Bush uh, from Extra, the dude who was there when homie said, grab him by the pussy, dick stain Donald Trump. I would love to talk to Billy Bush. That is a victim. He is a victim. He's back right now. He is a victim. I've gotten so many requests from so many different people from this video. I see this dude walk out of the store. I walk out with him behind him. He don't run. He's not high-stepping. He's not skipping. He's not diddy-bopping. He's casually walking up the street. He's going from 80th and 2nd Avenue right up to 80th and 3rd. He looks back at me. I look back at him. No threat. No, what the fuck are you looking at? No, mind your business, asshole. None of that. And I got to be honest, I've seen some wild shit. I've seen some fucked up shit in my life. And this wasn't the most fucked up thing by any means, but I was shocked that you could walk into a Rite Aid, do all that so casually and just walk out and know that there are absolutely no ramifications. I was bugging off of it. I've seen things, I've done things, I've lived, but I was just tripping that in this day and age, in the greatest city in the world, New York City is still the greatest city in the world. No disrespect to any other place. I care if it's California, Detroit, Dallas, Texas, Rome, Italy, Mallorca. I don't care. New York City is the Mecca. New York City is the greatest city in the world. And I'm just shocked. I'm bugging. So then I got, I got to go get my mood stabilizer. I really need my mood stabilizers. Now, I could feel my heart racing. I need my mood stabilizers, and I have my Zoom meeting that I'm already late to. I go back to the pharmacy, talk to the sweet pharmacists uh, uh, that are there. They're always so nice to me. Again, uh, not because of my pleasant personality. They know who I am, but I'm, I'm very sweet to them. They're sweet to me. They're sweet to my wife. They seem to be sweet with everybody. I go, yo, did you just see that shit? They go, no, what? I go, 
Fucking guy just packed his bags. They go, oh, it's every day. They go, we're closing. Our store's closing February 15th. They're closing this Rite Aid. I go, are you serious? She goes, yeah. I said, because of this? She goes, yes. I go, what are you going to do? She goes, we're not sure. I'm trying to see if I could get transferred to the, the, the Rite Aid on 96th Street. But right now, I'm not sure. I said, so you might not have a job? She goes, she gestures like she don't know. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit, man. This is fucked up. This is some bullshit. Anyway, I post the video like I post all my videos on social media. This thing gone wacky. Like I said, everywhere. I, I do videos all the time. I never, ever know, never can predict who's going to see, who's going to respond, who's going to have a feeling, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, political. You know, videos I've done have been, I've been accused of being everything. But because I was getting hit up, literally, I'm getting hit up right now. I'm, as I see right now, El Duque, fan of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, friend of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, friend in real life, he's, he's texting me right now, your video's on Fox. My agent's hitting me. Hannity, Sean fucking Hannity reached out about coming on Fox News. I'll go on Fox News. Let me tell you something. I have no problem with it. You, you guys know how I get down. I listen to it all. For those of you new listeners of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I watch fucking Sean Hannity. I watch Laura Ingram. I watch Tucker fucking Carlson. I listen to Ben Shapiro. I watch CNN. Barry Weiss, Bill Maher. I watch it all. I'm more informed than most people, and I don't think I'm smart. I don't think I'm tough, and I don't think I'm smart. And I'm trying to figure out what is so what is so interesting about this video. Is it that I filmed it? Is it because I am viewed as a Democrat? I've never declared myself a pure Democrat. Is it because I can't stand Dick Stain Donald Trump? Is it because I'm, I live in New York City? Is it because people view me as a snowflake? What is so in, inciting and exciting about this video? I don't know. Because if you listen to the podcast, you see I keep it funky on both sides. Cannot stand AOC, quote me. Ilhan Omar, quote me. Joe Biden, cadaver Joe Biden, that's my nickname. Dick Stain, Donald Trump, cadaver Joe Biden. I'm not even down the middle. I go where I want to go. People say pick sides. I don't do sides. This is not a third grade kickball tournament. I'm on the side of Michael Rappaport, my family, my friends, and what I feel is right. I know nothing. But for some reason, as I speak, as I disrupt, this has caused a whole stir. And I said, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. I ain't talking to anybody until I put out an emergency. Boom. You hear the explosions? An emergency podcast, because this is the world's most disruptive podcast. This is a non-fact-checking entity. I am the disruptive warrior. And just to tie things all back together, I made it to my Zoom, and boom, I am back on my mood stabilizers, feeling real good, feeling real proper, feeling real 
real nice on the yard. Listen, I wanted to talk more. It's the, I don't even know if you could call it the anniversary. It's the two years since Kobe Bryant passed away, which obviously is a, is a moment that we'll never forget. Um, and you just, your heart aches for all the victims of that terrible, terrible crash, the families that have been devastated and ripped apart from that. Um, really, really curious about what Tom Brady is going to decide to do. I hope he plays one more year. I never thought I would ever say that. Out of all the athletes, I put him up there with, at one time, he was probably my most hated. But it, I realized after he became a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, it wasn't just Tom Brady. It's the New England Patriots as a whole. It's the Boston Red Sox as a whole. Big Poppy got into the Hall of Fame the other day. They, they're not putting in that steroid freak Barry Bonds or that hillbilly steroid freak Roger Clemens played for the New York Yankees. Shunned him. Shunned, that was my first beef with an athlete. When Roger Clemens was still with the Yankees, I was like, fuck Roger Clemens. We don't want him. He's a Boston Red Sox. He got us a World Series. I shunned him. Look it up. Michael Rappaport, best damn sports show Roger Clemens, I don't even know what year it was. It was in like the late 90s, maybe 2000, 2001. I was like, fuck him. He's a steroid hillbilly kook. Anyway, it's an emergency podcast. I do have other things that I must attend to right now. Who knows? Will I be saving another plane? Will I be witnessing another crime? I don't know. I leave the house and and I just, I, I got an agenda. I got an agenda. I'm heading out to Patterson, New Jersey when I leave uh, the house right now after recording this emergency podcast. Um, Free-flowing. Came, saw, disrupted. Came, saw, disrupted. If you're interested in seeing me on the road, like I said, I'll be in Tacoma February 4th and 5th, Palm Beach, the 10th, 11th, and 12th, Boston, 17th, 18th, 19th, Buffalo, 24th, 25th, 26th. That's just February. Pittsburgh, March 4th. March 5th, all tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Take us out of here with something real, real nice, something real, real proper. But most importantly, take me out of here with something real funky. This is a vintage, museum-quality, emergency I Am Rappaport stereo podcast. I'm out. <laughs>